Hello, and welcome again to another Late Night Cruiser. I'm your host, Rick Easley, with the... I'm oh, sorry. Why, we, why even try to introduce you? Go ahead. Exactly. I mean, of course, with the star, Brian Scorthic Bear, as well, Late Night Cruising. And you can find what, all of What was that? Like, star, no, 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 no. I, I'm Star Lord. I don't know what that was. Try it again. Your enthusiasm wasn't there, sir. What happened? Alright, we're here. You know what? Let's start again. You say hello, and then I'm gonna go with it and be like, I don't We're already rolling. Guys. We're already Soft, but that whole I, I just 
just, I saw the scene. Also, the way he said he, he looked at me with his eyes, and he knew with, like, the one eyebrow and everything. Yeah, I'm going to fuck that boy, pussy. And I was like, I, I want you to do whatever the fuck you want to do to me right the fuck now, mm, sir. No, but, no, hey, I, I just had to bring no. That's what they mean. It's just certain words. For me, certain words just, just, like, it's, like, I'd rather you not say anything than to say something stupid or, like, childish like that. Like, just, you know me, I'm a more of a cruiser, old school, eye contact, fuck me, like, kind of thing. Let me tell you, when that verbal's right, when you get that man who knows how to do it, like, you know, right now we're talking about Brian and Swifting Bear's fetish play. I love, oh, God, I love a real, real good dominant role play man fucking talk a little fucking verbal fucking yeah boy oh god tell me to get on my fucking knees call me a fucking slut fuck oh my god I have so much tell me you oh god when they like really get into it like fucking slap me you can't go too away from your phone sir what did you say you can't you can't if you go too far away from your phone your audio goes down I'm sorry that was a heated moment um but yes uh, my so your penis was, was wet. So you oh sucked his dick, right? Is what you're saying? Uh, I just, I just, it, it opened the world because I, I really agreed with the whole situation. Of it had the, your, it had your pussy wide open. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> 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 uh, actually, saying boy pussy because he would oh oh, oh excuse me like oh a straight man would say like you know, yeah or even like I even changed eyes. Man, pussy. Because again, I'm never fucking boys. So, I, so what about so you is mussy acceptable? I'm gonna vomit right now. <laughs> um, like, you sound you sound like, two faced. This that's what you, you sound hypocritical. Listen, the, Only for pussy, straight guys say you sound you sound homophobic. You sound homophobic. <laughs> you sound pussy homophobic. Or pussy is not it, but saying boy pussy. You know, I'm, you know, I want to bring up uh, Richard. I, what is your opinion about this? Because I would like to uh, uh, bring this up. Uh, uh, one of our viewers, listeners, whatever, because we haven't, you know, doing the uh, uh, lives as much. He wrote a comment to me on Twitter, on my personal page. He was saying something to me about, uh, we talked about once about boys. This really happened. Boys or, uh, like, how there are men who are boys and bottoms who, like, you know, at 75 years old, they still consider themselves a boy or a bottom. And he was a very nice man. He was messaging me about it. And because um, he, he's someone from New York who actually lives here now in Fort Lauderdale. And we were talking, he was saying to me about, like, your opinions on, like, age play. And I, I didn't understand him at first. So then we were messaging. And it's true. I've been seeing a lot of men on a lot of Recon. Uh, Recon is a fetish app for listeners who don't know it's a fetish app it's like a grinder scruff but for fetish and kink even though uh it's very bad because no one ever goes on it uh the point is there are a lot of dominant men i've been seeing lately saying looking for a submissive boy 40 or over and i i've seen this a lot now and the thing is it is true in the world of fetish there is no age when it comes to submiss- submissive, being submissive, or uh, that person. What I'm trying to say is that, like, for example, like, the word boy, like, there are, I've seen this, I've seen people like, that's my boy. And I'm like, oh, your boy's in his 70s. But <laughs> that man's also in his 70s, too. But the thing is, what I'm trying to say is the whole, the, the, like, this all is generated from that story we were talking about from last night, 
it's true. The straight guy, he always thinks about, you know, even though he's clearly gay, to him, a pussy's a pussy. So even though he's having sex with a man, he's still calling it, you know, a pussy. But when he called the guy I'm talking about a boy, right away, I'm like, to me, when I think boy, I think 25 or younger, shaved, you know, like whatever. But to, to a straight man saying the word boy pussy, it's still in a weird way masculine. I guess, and I feel it's more so just basically master and slave. Instead, of, it's, I feel like it's more politi- politically correct to say boy and father or dad <laughs> or daddy. You know, it's like daddy and boy. Like, it's, if that's your boy, the the person who said that's my boy. That has to be the father or daddy or dad or whatever you want to call it. But he does have a role. And it's basically, I feel like, a more acceptable role play title than saying master and slave. Oh, that's my slave. Because, like, that's saving like your slave is still a little touchy, especially here in the U.S. But um, It's really hard because I, I, I have to say that. But I don't, I don't really for the age, for the, for the um, perspective of age, doesn't bother me. It's, it's, it really is really it's, it's more like I said. I it's like it's. I feel like it's all in the umbrella of um, dominant and submissive. But we've talked about this before, master and slave, and it really gets me upset because things I feel like it's more targeted towards the gay community. Because, for example, with uh, the heterosexual world, which a majority of submissives are women, they're called slaves. And like when you type in like all the kink porn, straight kink porn. All these women are slaves, and all the doms that are the men are masters. You know? What is their complexion, though? But well, that, well, I think that they're they're all white and white. Yeah, that's why. But <laughs> there's also like it's, it's also I feel like it's more of a it's, yeah it's I feel like it's more acceptable and kink. They don't associate it with the history of America. That's why oh, I feel no, like that's, that's why. Really, but the thing is, what I'm trying to say is this is where the world's getting too politically correct when it comes to the sex world and role play and fetish world since I'm sorry, but I can only say it's only the last few years that this has been something that's been a thing. But before this, like growing up being in the kink world, like a dominant was a, there's a big difference between doms and subs, masters and slaves, uh, and really between slave and submissive. Yeah. There's big differences in that. But here's the thing. A dom I... or a master. But if they, not, they, there's no sex to it. It's not a woman or a man. Uh, it's a role. Yeah, so and I feel like it's a, it's a tighter bond. Where is, whereas, a slave who's submissive is more temporary and more in that moment. Where yes. a master and a slave is a full, a full, uh, a, a, a official relationship that they have built in bond and trust. A, a lot of it also is the very less. Uh, sexual, because I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners who are into kink know this, regardless you don't. A lot of things about being a slave are not as sexual, but sometimes a little bit more mental, and that's why a lot of like, because I do not like master slave play for 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 say, other than with uh, some of my uh, yeah uh, clients. Uh, but a lot of them, like for example, there's there's chore slaves. These men who literally will be naked cleaning and you know being a slave. But at no time there was ever any kind of sexual, like, you know, t- see, to me, I just, I don't, I, I, again, when I say you don't see it, I, it's not for me. I, I'm one of those people that 
dicks are meant for semen coming out of them. Orgasm, yeah. playing, like there, this has to be, you know, like it's so funny we're talking, I think, do we ever talk about this? At the Eagle here in Wilton Manor is where I work. Uh, there is a uh, uh, chair, the fetish chair. We talk about the haircuts, the barbers, it's a big fetish. And again, this is what I mean by this. It's a fetish that I just can't relate to because I understand the submission. I understand the, like, you know, not choice. I understand the, the, the kink of, you know, humiliation, embarrassment, control. But I just, I, if I don't see the dick leaking come and like there's some kind of play happening, I, I don't, I don't, I, what, 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 are you, what, what, what are we doing here? We talked about, we talked about um, our love for come and I agree. And I feel like there is that there's people who are just not sexual. And I almost put it at least towards the asexual. I feel like people who are asexual who are not very sexual, I feel like they should really explore kink and fetish because I feel like they might get a lot of, out of it because they're I asexual. I agree with you. It's such a good concept and such a great conversation about this um, because I love that you said that. That is something I never really thought about. For people who are... And especially, you know, I'm not trying to knock men who have ED because, you know, we're all men. We're all getting older. Like, you know, men, women. Like, as you get older, yes, you're not going to, you know, like, you always have that joke. Like, you know, you're not going to come as much, you know, or you're not going to, like, you know, like constantly be looking for dick or jerking off. I don't believe that with gay men because I'm sorry, but when I go gay cruising and I see so many older men, I'm like, they are hornier than, than I am. But anyway, the point is. I think, I I think it also has to do with life. Um life cycles and like where you are in life because I feel like yeah. stress anything like that can really affect your mood because I like I know I, my mood is like if I got a lot going on in my head the last thing I'm thinking about is sex like it's just see it just, I, I rather sex with myself uh, because I, I, I'm yeah gonna, I, I'm not saying I'm saying as far as like actively seeking sex with somebody else I'm less likely oh, to do yeah. it if oh, I got a lot going on okay. but um, I think that's a really good thing that you were saying about the whole you know it's true with uh, uh, the, the asexual world is that it, you know it's kind of like piggybacking back to uh, a Locktober. I've always said this. I feel like Locktober, you know, and listen, it's October, so we can still talk about it. You know, we told our listeners about it. Like, you know, you know what Locktober is? One, go fucking educate and listen and watch our last podcast. Duh. But also is uh, Locktober this whole month. I've been seeing this a lot. A lot of some men who are uh, locked permanently for life, and uh, like, like literally, it's a, like being in chastity is like a thing now. But the thing is, I've noticed this. A lot more of these men are coming in chastity and coming soft. But again, is chastity, for example, myself? Absolutely not, because a lot of these submissive bottoms. I've heard my one good friend who says that he calls his dick a hood ornament. Because his life is all about the top. You know, I've, I've heard a lot of submissive men and very big, very intense power bottoms say the statements. All they care about when they go into sex is taking as much cock in their ass. And they don't care about them coming. But also the tops don't care about them coming either. And with this piggyback, this is why also I'm a horrible bottom, a horrible And I feel, like that, I feel like that allows, um, it really like relieves the stress of the top when he doesn't have to worry about making the other person get, you know, reach an orgasm. I feel like that... I guess I'm just very selfish because all I care about when I have sex with any kind of man is me coming. 
but also <laughs> is I do care about them coming because it makes me come. Like when I'm sucking a dick and I want that come all over my face, I feel bad about. Oh my god, this, this is the truth. My Buddhist beliefs are coming out. My, it's true. Oh my god, how horrible is this? It's very the truth though. When I'm trying to make a man come because I'm sucking his dick, I'm making him come for myself because the second he comes on my face, when I really can release. God, I'm the most selfish sexual person. <laughs> but these bottoms though, like when they talk to me about these things, you know, and it's so funny uh, what we were saying about the whole chastity of the hood ornaments and you know these guys. Uh, not when it comes. Is it, uh, do we ever talk about the mounding? No. Before we before we switched over, I will say I'm not. I'm the opposite. I'm not a. I'm not selfish when it comes to coming. I don't necessarily have to always come. Okay. Like if somebody comes, I'm fine with just like not coming and then like going home and drinking off. But like I don't have to. I don't have to always come. I can try, but for me, sometimes it takes a lot of work to come, and I'm just like. You know. Oh God, no, no, no! Well, you come at the drop of a hat, so that's there's that. Look, you know, it, it's again, like, listen, this is my thing. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come. Like, I, I'm sorry, but I'm not. Listen, um, I always RSVP to the party. What was the saying? Uh, if, if I RSVP, I'm always gonna come. I, I listen. It does not matter. And I, I, I'm notorious for this at sex parties, at sex, uh, like, you know, for, you know all the uh, bathhouses. I do not give a flying fuck about anyone else in that I'm going to come. What I mean, by, I mean it also in a nice way. If men don't want to play with me, it doesn't bother me. I'm going to sit here and jerk off, and I'm going to shoot my load, and then I'm going to leave. And I've had a lot of times where it's a very empowering moment. Like we were talking about last week with our subjects about sex parties and tennis games, you know, and... You know how men are the tennis, you know, the tennis game mentality yes and the thing is i've actually i'm just empowering my other you know uh my 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 gay brothers that sometimes feel inadequate when i go to gay you know uh sex places sometimes it's not about out of rejection out of anger but when men are just being so fickle and so fucking annoying i'm at this point i'm like oh my god bro i'm not trying to marry i'm trying to suck your dick i'm just trying to you know one two three i have many times this happened where I will, I can just, I'll just jerk off with everyone watching, and when I come, I do come naturally loud, but I make it a point to be loud, and I'm like, oh, oh, and all of a sudden, all these men who I, quote unquote, think rejected me, think it's the hottest thing as they turn, and they see me blast this humongous load, and it's kind of like a, 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 in a, great, a way, a what's the word I'm looking for? I, uh, not re- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh my god, uh, 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 revenge. It's a revenge thing. <laughs> so you're revenge comer. They play with me because they look at it. Uh, that has happened many times. Oh, that's so fucking hot. And I'm like, well, too bad for you. I just shot my load into the air because you're all being a fucking bunch of annoying goddamn, you know, uptight cunts. You know, same thing with the men, like when I'm on uh, FaceTime, when I Facebook people to jerk off constantly, a lot of these men who will pussy put around and won't watch me, I will always take, for the most part, me plentifully stroking and blasting my load. And what I normally do when I do that is I send them all the video. Oh, that was so hot. And I'm like, ooh, too bad, because I definitely been texting you for weeks, months. I just, all I want from you is just to help me and watch me jerk. And the thing is, it's a revenge thing because... Once now they're into it, now I'm not. It's so weird how we're all sickly. You're a little cunty. You're a little cunty cumber. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I feel bad. I, I feel bad. It's 
so many men, Rick, are like you. I've heard so many men throughout my years who, and I love this because it's fascinating. And I feel like our listeners, I hope they think it's fascinating too. Of course they are because they're spending 45 minutes listening to our homosexual voices. Um, I've met so many men throughout the years who would, for example, go out to a full night of sex parties and say, no, no, I'm going to come when I get home. And I always drop, my jaw drops because I'm like, I, I, I've already came twice tonight. I don't understand what you're... I, I could never it's anxiety. It's anxiety. I'll tell you that now. It's anxiety. And, and, and uh, anxiety. And exactly. it's, a, it's a lot of that um, of thinking of like who's seeing, like how you touching, overheating. Because that's for me, like people don't, I feel like people don't talk about it enough is that oh, when your body overheats and you're, you're too high and you're too elevated, you can't, I don't know about you, but I can't come if it's my. If I'm too hot in a room, like I have to have a nice temperature. If it's like when I was cruising in, in the bushes in, Central, <laughs> in the middle of, of Manhattan, in the, in the bushes, I couldn't enjoy myself because it was so fucking hot and so humid that night, and it it, it I, I couldn't. I had I had noodle dick. I had. Well, you, you know what's so funny? You say that. Uh... It's like, you know, again, I, I, any of our listeners that are pigs, and when I say pigs, especially Rick Easley, because you and me, all, but we get, but this is why we have to break it down, because we forget, again, common sense to us about being disgusting sluts. It's like all the sauna steam room sex. Yeah. I've always said this. Besides, forget I've gotten sick doing that. Sports club, uh, you know, all the gay bathhouses. It is true, and I've noticed this. It's so hard for me and so many other men. You always, you can come easier in the sauna than in the steam room and it's so funny to me because for example here at club of Fort Lauderdale uh, I've come in the sauna and I've come in the steam room because I'm a pig but the thing is if, if guys are playing too long in the steam room I'm like I, the sauna I can always bust my nut I can be in the sauna for like I can be dripping bullets of sweat the sweat's pouring all over me oh my god like it's so bust. The steam room, baby, I, I got an expiration date of about ten minutes in there max. And then I'm like, but also Depend- the, it, if it's if it's a high if it's working and if it's a high steam. Because you but know, not all not all, all steam rooms are operable properly. Yes. <laughs> so there's but that I, plus I think it's your body though too, because like for example, at the meat rack in Fire Island, I never outside in the natural elements of the world. I can come in the snow. Yes, I've been naked in the snow many times. I have. I've had gangbangs in woods, not by. Yes, yeah, no. It's cold weather. Cold weather. Yeah. It, it, it feels like it's, it's like a perfect balance when it's cold and you're you know having sex and getting heated. It's like the perfect balance. Like you don't like it. it like I don't know. It feels like it regulates your body. You know, it's so. It's very true. But I, I never had a problem where I was saying, I've never had a problem outdoors in the summertime. I've had much, many, many I've had so much sex on the beach, or, you know, whatever. But some of the best that I was actually on the street of New York City. I was very drunk. There was about a five man gangbang on the streets of New York City in front of the Eagle. It doesn't matter if they were closed, they can't get me. It was years ago. There's no cameras, except for one man who said he taped it. But anyway, the point of the story is it was winter. And something happened. We were all naked. On it was just very sloppy. Oh wow! It was so cold. Sounds and magical. I really thought in my head, I'm like, it's so cold outside. How are we not dying? But it was just so hot. And we all, God, we shot so plentifully. It was such, oh God, that was one of my moments that, if, when I, like, you know, I hit by the bus, like, 
Thank you. Thank you, universe. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for that one night that you let me have the most plentiful, hottest sexual. Wow. I can't wait to play this can, I might jerk off about you this. Know, before, you know, we can never on. play Have I, Never, Have I, was it Have I Never? Or? Uh, well, I've been losing that game since the <laughs> age of 24. Because, like, we, we checked off so many things on our box and our list. Um, but, um, that just reminded me about something um, about gay cruising culture was um, the whole communication. I feel like we don't talk enough about communication as far as like the do's and don'ts, like the big no. What's, what is your, if I was to say, what's the big no-no that you don't do in cruising? What would it be the number one? I know what my number one would be. You know what? I'm trying to narrow it down because I have so many. But what is like like if you if, if somebody have never done cruising, what's the first thing you're gonna tell them right off the bat? I think I, you want to go first. You know, I want to go first because I, I I have two, and I, I even though I'm gonna say both, I'm trying to think which one's really. Well, you're thinking important. too long. Um, no talking. That's number one. No talking. That's what that, that's what mine basically was too. It, it, you, but like I said, everything in life is a very gray area. That, I, I'm sorry, but I really don't believe in black and white. I really believe in gray area because you know what I was saying about talking was this actually happened in Orlando, Florida. This is one of my worst cruising experiences. Uh, we were all cruising. I tried to start it up because you know, again, different. You know, I'm very forward. I'm aggressive. I'm too much. I'm extra. But anyway, all these men were just pussyfooting around staring, so I just dropped my drawers and started jerking my cock off, you know, then it all started. This man came over, and it was just the most awkward situation. He started spinning around like a little homosexual fairy and started saying something and trying to, like, go down and be funny and talk to, like, suck my dick. And I, 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 it was so awkward that I looked at him and said, I'm just trying to jerk off, which again, we've talked about. There are, there are times, I don't even gray area. There's times like when men will try to do something if you think they're hot. You know, like there's, like we talk about the, like every day, the nipple test, the, you know, oh, like when guys just randomly put their hand on their cock. And again, I, I don't like lube because I have a problem with lube and also I'm oh, kind of it. That's right. And then just grab because again, it's not just the nipple test, it's also the, like, feel it. Like, I, I get mad at six. Even when a man I find is attractive, I get so mad when they just pop their hand full of lube on your cock. And I'm like, buddy, like, you know, like, like, I'm like, like this, I just, this is, these are things that are just some manners. Like, you know, like you just don't, you know, I don't know. People are just weird. I, I see a lot of it here and I'm not trying to judge the state of Florida. Again, I'm trying to love where I am and realize everyone's different. But I've seen a lot of men, for example, uh, do things. Again, these are all don'ts. Like they just do things like they'll go over and the man's into them. And they'll all of a sudden decide to stick three fingers up their hole. And I've seen guys like me, in a way, get furious and pissed and be like, buddy, it's not that I don't think you're attractive. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I've seen like, actual fights happen. Because these things, these men, it's like, bro, I'm into you, but what the fuck made, like, what, what you just put three fucking fingers in my fuck, like, like, really aggressive. Dry, no spit, nothing. Yeah, oh, yep, yep, yep. I had a guy the other day, for example, very hot, so hot, so hot. Like, like, Rick, I cannot tell you and our listeners how this man was hot. He wanted to eat my ass, which I'm not really bad, but I'm like, whatever, whatever, whatever. 
all of a sudden he did this exact same thing to me. And this man who I thought was attractive, this man who I wanted to play with, it made me so furious and mad because he literally dry, like, I don't even know what the fuck he's trying to do. If he's trying to fucking fist me or, but I was like, what the fuck is wrong with it? Like, I got furious. I'm like, there was such a painful, it was, it was, it was no homosexual pleasurable thing about this. That's... And the things I, I, I've been seeing this a lot. So, Finger Jammers. Okay, so, Finger Jammers. My uh, my personal thing is just Dick Jammers. Dick Slammers, I should say. Dick Slammers. That's another thing on our list. But the thing is, too, what you were saying about the talking is that... You know, again, I'm not going to lie. I've had some beautiful... Loud talk. I should should specify loud talking. You can talk. I'm not saying you can't talk at all, but it's black and white. Yeah. I take. I want our listeners. I want everyone to know. I feel that Ricky Lee. I am wrong, and you are right. That is a black and white for me. If you were in a sex space where men are having sex and cruising, how dare you? If you and your fucking friend decide to have a conversation like this, get the fuck out, and you go to Starbucks or you go to a gay bar that's just drinking. When I see men at a like we said dance and play party which is what we call, I don't know, places where you see on movies where people are buying drinks but also sucking dicks. Hashtag everywhere I've ever worked. Anyway, that's even that. When I see the full sex room and many times, and I see the audacity of these men who want to like have an actual, baby, I understand this is a gay bar, but how dare you? You see 50 men having sex. How dare you walk over there with your fucking vodka soda and you and Jerry being, or Jackie being like, oh yeah, da da da. Go to another. There's another area of the bar. So that's it's like not it's reading the room. It's not yes. re- reading you know, like, the like, room. Yes, read the room. But but when I say talking, I met some men who like literally have been playing with me, and I, I actually have a bunch of guys who I'm friends with who I've met at sex parties. We like literally like, I, like we were playing, and we we had such a high, God. I've been talking in a while. His name is Joe. Me and Scott Joe, we had such a great time. He was like. God, he's like, this was so much fun. He's like, do you want to like get exchange those numbers? And it was hot. And we were like, yeah. And we played again. Like that's what I'm saying. It's not like talking like that in the sex party. I think is okay. But, but when you're talking like in the terms of sex, or like, hey, like you know, uh, do you want to do this to me, or do you want like like things like that? I will say like talking, but it's also like you were saying about reading a room. I, I've only had that. Like I've had a few times where I've had to leave the party because. A man gets me so infuriated that, like, my dick is literally dead like a noodle. Like that, like that famous story of that man who was, like, trying to, like, I don't even know what the fuck he was doing. But, like, talking, I'm like, you just killed the vibe. We're all hard jerking off, and you're, like, sitting here trying to be funny, get attention, but suck my dick at the same time. I'm like, and also, I mean, I wasn't sexually attracted to this man, but his, his trying, it's like, you can't judge him, though. And this is where I'm complimenting, well, I can compliment, excuse me apologizing this man maybe this was his first time in a sex space and he didn't know you know and, so I, and, I, like I, said, I always say gray area because i never try to but it's like these are some things that when you go to a sex space that's what i'm agreeing with you is that try to keep the talking to a limited well, my thing is be more person. observant yes see what the other and less participate like and oh, i think I don't want to say if you're too nervous, go home. But if you Watch. are completely uncomfortable, do not stay. No, I, I, I want 
there, there, there's people who like literally don't want nobody to touch them. They want to be voyeurs, but they they so, but they're hovering. You but know, it's like that's that's. Okay. It's back to what you said about reading a room. Like, you know what, listen, I want you to stay. Because you know what, Rick, like, think about, I remember, like, my first time going to a sex party. I've actually felt comfortable walking around and watching to learn. But I, I actually do this still when I go to sex parties or sex clubs. I do a couple of loops where I'm just watching and seeing who's there, seeing what men are there, looking to see are there men that I'm attracted to. Uh, I'm looking to see, like, all right, what's the vibe of the night? Like, you know, okay, like, are, are these guys intense? But also is, and we've talked about this before, and I have many times that I walk in, and others do too, that you're approached right when you walk in. I've had men who have approached me who I think are attractive, and I've said that, I just got here. But I've had that said to me as well. And the thing is, the reason why I believe it is because even when I see a man who I want to play with, Baby, I just I just paid thirty dollars. Walked in like it, and that's, hot, but I want to take a look first. And that's why I go early for that reason because See, I, I don't I'd I like to because like I don't I don't I'd like to like for me when I'm going to sex party I want to scope out the area, see where things are, where's the restroom, you know what spaces there are, like where are the nooks and crannies. It's like I can think, oh, it's only this. And then I walk around hours later. It's like, oh shit, there's a whole section back here that I could have went to, and See, um, I, it was I, too, I, but I, it was I, too I, packed for me to even notice it was back there or whatever, what have you. Um, you want to know the layout of the land? I mean, like, okay, like, like for example, like right now I'm in Florida, baby. I know every part of Fort Lauderdale. I get it. I live here, you know, or even New York. Okay, like, uh, uh, we, like the, the the Midtown space that we did our party body shop at before the pandemic ruined everyone's life and killed people. Um, uh, what better? Sorry, but it's true. Uh, I knew every layout of that area and that space. I mean, I still do a walk when I first get there because I want to see who's there in terms of, all right, I, I, need, to, I need to take a, 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 it's like going to the cop, going to the Eagle, going to, you know, any place. You want to do a loop to see what's there so far because, for example, if I walk in, for example, I see that man who I'm attracted to who just tried to grab my dick and wants to play, I want to see that big maybe gangbang of men that's in the back that I have seen at every goddamn gay bar, and all of a sudden, this is the first time I've ever seen these men not only naked, but out and about. Shit. Like, no offense to the first man, but this whole point about the, uh, anon the anonymous and the anonymity of sex parties is that it doesn't matter what your looks are, it's the fun of, I'm going to play with you for a little while, then go play with them. That's the whole point of why, again, I've always been anti the apps. Because sometimes you just want to have a night. Yeah, sometimes it's one-on-one, -on -one, like tonight, the three men I'm probably going to have sex with a fool. I want to have sex with those three men. That's it. But that whole point of sex parties and cruising is it's so nice sometimes to be like, I thought I was in the mood for a ginger. I'll have a ginger and a blonde. Oh, my God. <laughs> and there is a Chinese muscle man, and I am all about that. Because Brian Maselli will taste all of the world. Um, I just, um, That's what I'm saying, another, I don't know how to make this list, uh, nipple pinchers. Those are my other, like, they yes. just come out of nowhere and just pinch it. Like, I mean, they, tw they pinch and pull and it's just like, what the fuck is so like. Well, there's the nipple test, which you talked about, but I agree with what you're saying. The nipple test is just really touching the nipple and see how they 
see if they recoil or accept yes. your touch. That's it. Touch. Let me say that again. Nipple test. Just touch the nipple. That's it. Do they recoil from your touch? Do they pull back? Do they pull away? Do they turn? What does their body language say? But are we taping this? Can people see this? Yes. So for anyone who can see this, what Rick means, I love this so much, Rick. This is so we never really talked about this. The nipple test is really more a metaphor for the nipple. Is, again, you're really just going like this to see if the man like a good, because that's again, even if he's a dick or nice, but it's a nice way of him being like, I'm good. Oh, okay, back off. Instead of again, like going to, because the thing that's really okay. Because second dick is more intimate. <laughs> So that I can yes. let let them say face. I don't know. I'm kind of. It's like a courteous kind of thing. It's like a, well, well, from that day that I did that, I always do this. If guys like, for example, blowing me or playing with me, and I want to move on, I always go out of my way. Like, oh, that was really hot, but I'm like, I just want to take a loop. I want to take a walk. Because the thing is, is I always have that consideration of I want to be treated. I want to treat people how I want to be treated. Because karma's a bitch. You know, because I think in my head, like you know. Like, you know, even like, you know, listen, like, sometimes, like, you know, listen, I go for the long haul. Like, I, you know, it, it depends. But the thing is, you have to, I, how do I say this? When you're in a sex space, you need to not only have a tough skin, but also you need to really think, this man, this might be his first time. You know, this man might have not been here. You know, this man. And it's not like, it's not like people give you instructions or like very like, oh, give you a tour. Okay, this is what you expect. These are the rules. There's no rules laid out at a sex party. You Some have to figure out, I mean, unless you get like an invite and depending on the host and they explain how things work, 
you may or may not get that, but most most of the time you don't. So you have to figure out also it's you can't expect people just to know off the bat what the rules are. They're going to break some of the rules. Is different. And what I mean by being different with the bodies, like I said again, I, I think this is an important subject we keep on bringing up about uh, erectile dysfunction, for example, because me being a I love daddies my entire life, I love older men, um, I have constantly, since I was a young 19-year-old, okay, let's be real, 15-year-old boy, been having sex with men who in their 40s, it always came as a shock to me. Or men who can only come once. You know, I can understand it. Well, that's because you're young. And but then also getting older, I've met so many men, even now men my own age, who literally like they like they're like, oh, I I, I don't always come. And again, I can't understand it. But the thing is, when you go to a sex club, you forget about this that those same men are still those men in the sex space. So the thing is. You have to be a little bit sensitive with them and, and how all of our bodies are not only different because of a being older and erectile dysfunction, but even younger. Because again, being a slut and jaded like we are, I, I, I do say this. I just saw this guy uh, on OnlyFans. Let me give him a shout out. He's the gay Gaston. I knew him in New York and uh, I, I found him on Twitter. And I was like, oh, fuck, I remember him from New York. I can't remember. I, I'm sure I think I used to post him once or something. He's a very nice guy. Well, I, I can't remember. I, I always want to sleep with him, but I'm not his type. Anyway, point of story is, I looked at his Twitter. He's a beautiful cop. One of the videos shocked me because the thing is, and I was so jealous because I am such a slut. My dick is always breathing. Rick Easley's dick is always breathing. A lot of my friends' dicks always breathe. When I go to the main beach and I get naked, like, baby, for my dick to get hard, I got to, like, slap it around. Like, they when I was 18, maybe, my first time dropping my pants in front of people, like, maybe I got hard, but, like, you know. So this guy, Gay Gaston, he was doing a photo shoot. And to see someone who, again, just from, again, judging him, like, at a sex party, is a man who clearly does porn. He does OnlyFans, just for fans, you know. He, his dick is breathing all the time. He has to be around our age, you know, in his 30s. He was doing a photo shoot, and the photographer literally just moved his semi-flaccid cock for the pictures and seeing him naturally in five seconds grow hard was not only a hottest thing to me but anger because the jealous because i'm like god i miss when i used to be pure and i used to get erections like a real person where because of my life of smut and sex <laughs> sex has been in a way stolen from sluts and when i say my sluts is that Someone's being so over-sexually. Like it, was so, it was so pure to watch. Again, go look him up on Twitter. You're welcome, gay Gaston. He doesn't really need my help. Like, well, you know, know what? It also could be uh, his, regi- um, his regimen of masturbation. Because if he okay. doesn't masturbate, he's more sensitive to touch. Like, you're, you're, if, you haven't, if you naturally don't jerk off, just go, like, days and months, True. you're going to be... Even the, uh, the, a gust of wind is going to make you hard, like... Well, but that's what I'm trying to say about sex parties and sex clubs. And to, to, you have to. I'm trying to say this to soft guys. You know, I'm going to say this. So many gay men, whenever a gay man is complaining about, oh, the guy no one wants me, there's always ten queens who, oh, me too. And like, like for example, I always say it. I'm saying this in a non-cocky way. I will. I used to always call myself, for example, ugly or bitch and complain about. Oh, I never get it. And people like get. I get mad and be like. I don't believe you. Like, like, people constantly talk to me and tell me, oh, it's raining dicks for you. You have sex nonstop. And I'm like, 
I only come if I have another man because we're filming, or other than that, I'm by myself. But the point is, when you go to a sex party, you don't know these other men's bodies. Like, for example, in a good way, what if this man, like the gay Gaston, who has that still, like, hot, pure, you know, natural touch, he doesn't want to come in the first 10 minutes of being at a sex party. He wants to be there for hours. So that's what I'm trying to say. You have to take into consideration so many things to keep you, or not only tough skin, but to respect yourself of that. Really, sometimes when a man pulls his cock out of your... Everybody is different. ...out of your mouth, maybe it's, it's not me. He just doesn't want to shoot his load because he just paid $30 and he's been here for 10 minutes. So that's like what a, my like feedback was with you. Everybody... And that's two words. Everybody is different. Yes. Everybody is different. And I feel like people get so caught up in the act of being at sex party. Which, by the way, through me updating the website, there's... Uh, that's that I want to get into. I want to move into that. Um, but you get, everybody's different. Nobody... You would well, never know before, who... You're never going to be able to decode who exactly ha- needs what to come. And you, it's okay if they, if they don't come. There's nothing against you. And it's not, you shouldn't read into it. So, but that, would you, we talk about, we talk about sex parties a lot because we live here in New York. You live in Florida. There's a no, lot I, of places. Also, go ahead. I, I just want, before we move up, you want to move up, I just want us to really quick just go over. So, the no, our main no nos for sex parties are. A, no talking. Loud talkers. L- l- no talking slash loud talkers. Um, and Finger jammers. Uh, finger jammers. Dick slammers. Finger jammers, dick slammers. Um, oh, nipple twisters. <laughs> attention whores and, and, and nipple twisters. What's so funny is all these things have happened to 100% myself and 100% Rick. Not to our saints. Think of the, what I just want to, you know, recomment for. Like, think about it. all of those things we just named are things that have made me so pissed off, where I'm almost not in the mood for sex anymore. When a man is like literally like ruins, you know, my time. Or, or I always remember, like I said about that man with the talking and the weirdness. Like, it just got me so pissed. I was like, I don't even want to come anymore. I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go home. But anyway, so continue about what you were saying about moving our transition onto the. Well. You know how we like, oh, we just like, we just mentioned all these sex parties and cruising in gyms and this, uh, going to this party, this place. Gyms. A gym, lot gym, of places gym. do. You say gyms or jails? Gyms. I was like, bitch, when the fuck were you in jail? <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. You know, you went to get that prison dick. But um, a lot of places don't have even remotely like an underwear night or it's just simply just. Bars and dancing and drinking—that's it. So it's, very it's true, and I agree with that. And I, it just—it just mind blowing because compared to like Europe, we're very—we have a lot of empty places, like non-gay sexual places. Like gay cruiser is either you're going to hook up through the apps, like you live solely on the apps, unless you get brave enough to go cruising, which you know that's uh, the uh, the. The probability of you hooking up diminished the once you leave your house and not use the app. So it's just like I wish I want to. I want to hear from people who don't live in like big cities, and you can message us, but um, on our social media or email us. 
But I want to know, like, what do you do for cruising? Like, is there, is it more park? Is it parking lots? I mean, like, was it? Not, they're not kind of parking lots. Um, car lots, like. Uh, oh, I, I, I've heard all these things, but uh, you know what's so funny that we're talking about this too? It's about the realization of, like, you know, being jaded from living and I, in I, many cities. And I think that, and I think that environment also shapes their views on sex as well. Yes. And why, you know, we, we, we're so ungrateful because what I mean by ungrateful is we've talked about this before, how ungrateful men who live in big cities are. Because, like, you know, it doesn't matter if you're in New York, San Francisco, uh, Fort Lauderdale, Palm Springs, you know, all these different places where you have seen thousands of gay men, you know, in one place for, like, things who are prides. Because we forget that the majority of the, war, of the country is not cities. And these men only have seen all these gay people in one area at once when they're on vacation. And we take it for granted, but also when we take it for granted, everything we just talked about, about sex party no-nos, these men, this is, it's a lot for them. Like, you know, I, I grind and scrub. Like, I, I, I've i complained about this my entire life because I've always lived in a gay city of some sort other than when I lived in Orlando for that short time. But these men, it's so much for them just to be around so many of their own people. Like, you know, so many other men that are like, oh my God, all these men have experienced the life that I've experienced. Again, where, you know, like, we're like, you're in a fucking supermarket and there's one other gay man. You know, they, they're all from places like, you know, not all of us were born in New York City or Fort Lauderdale and like lived there, you know, your whole life or, you know, San Francisco. You know, they, there's, or also I'm gonna say, like, even going to school, the majority of the world, we are a minority people, the majority of the world's straight. But they also, we constantly forget about this when, when cruising and going out. That it's not these people rejecting us. They don't know what to do because, oh my God, like they just haven't been in a space where there's so many options. It's a culture. That it's, we, need to, we need to, like, we, we're going to run out of time because we got like 10 minutes left. Or we, or we can go over, but it's, we've been talking for a minute. But nobody talks about. People, listen, it, it, this is nobody talks matters. about. Nobody talks about the gay culture shock. And yes, I think that I think that's I feel like we should I feel like we should explore that uh, maybe not today but I feel like that's something that people just assume because oh you're gay you ought to know this this and that and it's like no it's a big difference when you're when you're going to a big city that's a metropolitan city that's um, a lot that's got a lot of gay men in it. When there's a lot of gay bars and options, because like when I literally looked and researched, there's a lot of places they had one gay bar. And then sometimes when I did the research, um, because on Late Night Cruise we have a links page that I added so that for for your searching pleasure. So if you want to know how does Rick find all these places and whatnot, what have you, you could check that out. And you can always go to latenightcruising.com, front slash links, and you could check out. Um, Different types of links because there's a lot of places of information out there that we're not going to be able to cover, and I and want. Also, no, I, I, you know, but, I, I, you, you had such a good thing that you said there, and I think that's something that, that a lot of men don't talk about is that stigma that you just said. I feel like that's really something that we, we, we do. And you know, the last ten minutes I'd be harped on that. It's, it's important, but so many of these gay men don't realize too with that all the things you see on TV shows and that you've talked about and I've talked about. You know, the thing is, it's almost in a way... You know, it's a fantasy. It, it, it feels like another world or a fantasy if 
if if it's not readily available to you. Yes. It's, yeah, it's, is, even going to the glory hole that we talk about, you know, I feel bad about this, but it, you know, even in, in like the New York City a glory hole, you know, I, I just started hearing about the glory holes in Fort Lauderdale, but as we talk about, I live a very busy life. Uh, doing every goddamn thing. I, I, I physically don't have time to fucking even check out something for myself. But these glory holes, the thing is, we forget about this. Even let's say there's a glory hole in a small town. What about the realisticness of them going there and there's no one there because it's a small town? Or the, like, like what, what people do, you know, gay cruising, like, you know, in the parking rides, like we talk about. You know, like, like that's the, the realisticness to it. That what if there's no one there, and that's where you know you get hopeless. So that's what I'm trying to say is that difference. You have to look at that when you're in this big gay, you know, uh, gay pride event somewhere, for example. These men are like, you know, clearly they're horny and they try to go to a cruisy spot. I'm sure like that. I need to have sex. Grinder scruff doesn't work. There's no one on these apps on that plus. And they're like, oh fuck, I, I'm gonna go on late night cruising and. Like, you know, even if they don't see one on our site that's near their, like, location, you know, they'll start Googling, Googling, Googling until they find one. And they go there, and there's one man in his, like, 80s there, you know, who we're not sure if he's gay or if he's just really out there enjoying nature. And then, and then too, it's like, it comes to that, it comes to that point where it's like, do I have sex with this person even though I'm not attracted to them for the experience? Or do I just go, give up and go home and go empty-handed? So it's a it's a lot of like so it, it, I feel like it also involves like self-esteem and self-worth and um like like personal self-judgment. Like if am I a bad person for hooking up with somebody I'm not attracted to? Am I a slut? Am I a whore? Like it it really comes into question like. What does that make me into the... Because, like, I don't know. Some people might label themselves, per se, in that situation. But I want to say it doesn't... Who you have sex with doesn't make you. Because... because, I feel like it depends on... uh, Like, we talked about... Because it doesn't determine your attractiveness. Because, like we said, certain certain circumstances, you can be hooking up with somebody that's really hot and then try to hook up with them in another situation and it doesn't work. We talked well, about that know, before. I just heard this about slut pride, and I love this. I'm going to actually make a TikTok video about it. I saw this man, I, I think, I pray it's going viral. Uh, this, this man, he did this. And, you know, a lot of people are saying this, this is where this pandemic has saved the world in so many ways because the pandemic has made people, I think it's, it's helped a lot of situations. Like, for example, in the gay culture and gay community, I feel the pandemic has also kind of started to let a sexual revolution come back and a little bit less slut shaming. And this guy who made this TikTok video, which I'm definitely dubbing it and going to do it, he's saying about like how calling me a slut is like he's blatantly saying about being slut, having slut pride, that he's sexual and being sexually free. And the thing is, it's like we were talking about that there are men out there who are proud to literally not only be exhibitionists, but wearing a sex club they want everyone to see. Where there are still men, and I'm I'm putting myself down in this way, there are men who are embarrassed to. For example, be a chaser in a way. Even though, like, I'm some call me muscular, some call me thick. There's some men who like to, behind closed doors, be with a certain man they find attractive. And the thing is, like, baby, 
Okay, I will label that um, public sex preferences and private sex preference. 100%. Like, there's so many men out there who, like, for example, like, uh, we were talking about race last time. Uh, what, what was the last time? We, you know, we always talk about it on the grinder, like, you know, like, you know, why is it okay for, you know, like, a, a straight woman to say, I don't like, you know, I need a masculine man, but if... Or a man for man. Man's man. You know, say, yeah. Or, you know, the same thing with, like, you know, what's wrong with saying, like, you know, I'm... Like, like we were talking about the no fats, no femmes, no Asians. Like, you know, like, 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 is it a crime to say like I'm not attracted to white men when you're a black man? Is it is it a crime to say like, you know? I feel like what I said, everything's about how you say it. I think if you go, I don't like white guys. Like, my type is this. I always say like, leave forward what you want instead of what you don't want. So, like, for example, like when I tell people the truth, like I like daddies and older gentlemen. I just happen to like ones that look like they, if I don't hear a beep from a respirator attached to them, oh, they're not my type. <laughs> 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 Brian Nicole Smith. I'm calling you Brian Nicole Smith. So, <laughs> uh, but even with that said, is that, you know, is it a crime, you know, to say, but I've seen this many times. I've seen men who are embarrassed to be seen with men of a different race. Because I've seen this too. I've seen men bluntly, like be like, again, it's that whole, it's that whole, uh, what it's uh, stereotyping, like, oh, fat guys. Baby, let me tell you, the whole rainbow has been in my mouth, and the whole shapes of the world have been in my mouth. I'm not into any guys. Oh, he's into black guys. Oh. Well then, but then, uh, uh, but we, you say you don't have a preference, and like you're you're into a variety. They don't like. Oh, you're just for everyone. It's like that whole experience. No, 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 when, when, when they see you at a sex space, for example. But, like, no, no, I, you're not. You, no, no, no. What I'm saying. But what I'm saying is the it's what I'm saying. What I just said was slut shaming. Like, oh, yes. well, you're good for any. Like anyone can have you. Like a lot of times that gets put in. Like if you're saying I don't have a preference. I like young, old, you know, just about chemistry. Oh, you're just for everyone. Well, and it's, it's more, it's more slut shaming than it is about who you really are. That's why, that's why I was trying to make a point of that. Uh, I, I was saying about stereotypes. I've seen this and heard this many a time. Like, for example, in all the places that I have been in and worked in my life, I've seen, for example, you know, this uh, man uh, blowing, you know, the, uh, this, you know, humongous cock. And all of a sudden, the guy being like, "Oh, he's into black guys. That's why he doesn't want to talk to me." I'm like, "Baby, I've seen it. I've seen that man. I've seen that man put everything in his mouth. And I'm not doing that to hurt this man. And I, this happened many a time, or vice versa. I, I, like there was one time, like for example, this guy was like, "Oh, he's only in the hairy guy." I'm like, "Baby, I'm like, sex is sex in public." What I'm trying to say that I feel like a lot of people have this, you know, generalization. Same thing with bottoms or tops. Like, there are people say, who are very particular. If you see a guy getting fucked uh, in an open sex space, it's just common sense, common nature. Every man in that place assumes, oh, he's a bottom. Bitch, no. I have seen, because God, I am cultured and blessed. When I say, excuse me, let me take that back. I am blessed. I do love this. I'm jaded. From working and being in sex spaces, I have seen men take dick. I have seen men, the same man, give a dick. And I have seen the same man suck it and the same man get sucked. Yes, Rick Easley, it is you. I have seen that. <laughs> so the thing is, I've learned, like, 
wrong. So when you see that man get slammed over the pool table in that movie and he's getting fucked, don't just assume like, oh, he's a submissive bottom. He only gets fucked and sucks dicks. Because, baby, I've seen, and when I say seen, I'm that man. I have been that man on my knees sucking five dicks and I've that man getting blown as two men suck my nipples. So you can't assume that. Same thing with like when you see a man, you know, a black man with a white man. Don't assume just because you see him with a white man that he's a white chaser or, you know, he only eats white guys. Snowflake. Baby, baby, let me tell you, I've seen men go home with, I've seen men with, when I say men, I've seen the regular. And I want to preface that we we know we're not ignorant. We know that people who clearly do not only mess with one race or only mess with what type of man. We know those claims are out there. Yes. But the thing is, I'm saying the general, uh, the general, uh, consensus. Yeah, don't people, just don't make the keep you know, it open mind. You assume that, like you know, and I'm saying that, like you know, it's like me. Like people assume because of how I look that I'm only into men who look like me. Baby, I love you. Give me a, a muscular shaved man, baby. That's my fetish, my weakness. That's everyone's fetish and weakness. You little Nordic. I actually like hairy men. I prefer hair. I'm not gonna say no to a smooth man, but like hairy man. That man with that shaved chest, God, I fucking, I lick that honey right off it. But I also like a hairy man too. Bitch, I'm just greedy. I like them all. Okay? <laughs> I like them all. I suck all those dicks. Yeah. Maybe I like a big don't like I'm small. I always talk about that, that stigma. We, I think we talked about once the stigma of penis sizes. I, baby, and I'm really not joking. I, God, I have sucked the smallest dicks in the world. I've loved every goddamn lick. A dick to me is a dick. I, I love the beauty of a cop. I am like sex in the city, Samantha. I do not care. If I see a beautiful dick, I don't care if it's two inches to ten inches. Baby, if it's beautiful. Mm. I, but I really do. I've seen an ugly dick. I will say there, there are dicks to me where I say ugly. I don't, to me, I don't, ugly. I don't care if it's ugly, if it's, if it's a boyfriend dick or bigger. You can't be I, ugly and little. Like, don't do that. See, like, I, no. see I'm opposite. I, I'm going to say it. I, I love you have to have a pretty voice. dick. I've seen dick. Listen, there are dicks of all, forget about size. We're just talking about dick, not size. I have seen dicks that they, they, we all that beautiful that dick that is just perfectly plump, pink in the head, the shaft. Or yeah, and when I say dick, I'm talking about all colors. I have seen again. Now that thank you, I'm so grateful that I'm back on Twitter. I think this is month number two, me back because now I'm back to seeing all my fellow sexual free sluts and sexually freedom homosexual men and I'm back to seeing 75 to 400 dicks a day just posting one goddamn dick video of myself on Twitter I love it but when I see them all different colors like you know one of the guys you can see on my Twitter wall his name is Derek he is of uh, the Asian persuasion I'm probably calling him the wrong side even I'm bad with it anyway Derek's dick's beautiful like it is just perfect like just it's just, it's beautiful. Like, the coloration, like, the, that's what I mean by beauty. Like, you know, and again, I'm, I'm basically saying, like, I've seen Spanish, black, every color. There's just a beautiful dick. And when I see that beauty, maybe I don't care if it's two inches, four inches, five inches, ten inches. When I see that beauty, when I see that perfect, just, just like, oh God, I'm getting so excited. See, I don't mind so ugly dick. I just didn't masturbate. For, it's been two hard days. I just need to masturbate so bad. I just literally, God. Like, I, 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 I'm filing my nails right now. If anyone's not, no listening, I'm. Yeah. I really do mean it. With the penises stigma is that it's not just, you can't always, you have to really have an open mind being a gay man cruising. 
Because the thing is, you never and, know. And that's, like that's, that's it's always funny when somebody says, like, oh, so-and-so has an ugly dick. I don't give a fuck if it's ugly or not. Can it get hard? Is it a nice size? Is it thick? Yeah, like, as much as I sell is this, we're, we're hypocrites because maybe it's much You're a hypocrite. I don't, I don't care about the, the beauty. Of, is oh, it I, hard? I, is it ready? Is it good? That's it. But I also do care about, I'm just a slut because you know, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. If a man came over to me and he is the ugliest dick, but it's so fucking What do you consider like, ugly dick? Like, Please elaborate, because I'm confused with an ugly... It's really just... It's really... It's really just aesthetic. A, is, can you, if you can't put it as a trophy on a shelf, it's ugly. You know, I'm just... Is so it curved? Is it curved? If it's, like, too curvy, if it... I'm not going to lie. I've been with men who have the most... Discoloration? Dicks, but they're ugly. Like, listen, the, what basically I'm saying with me is that if you if you have a heartbeat, you have a chance with me. So you're like goatee, but you're like goatee dicks. You like goatee locks, like because you're like you're like this is too ugly. This is this is just okay, right. Okay, right. Okay. There, there's a man who came over me once. I can't remember the story of where we were. It was on the side of the bar at one of my jobs. Oh, actually, this was at not the cock, not the eagle, not one of my. This was at I worked a, a circuit party. It was something to do with bears. I mean, long story short, um, this man wanted me in to Brooklyn and in the far reaches of Brooklyn. I can't remember. I'm like, oh, it's honestly, I can't remember if this was at the deep end when I worked at uh, Bear Milk or this is Fire Island. I can't remember because I've done so much. Okay. And I'm only 36, so I can't wait for the rest of my life because it's going to get worse. But anyway, this man came over to me, and you know what? He was a little bit not necessarily the type, you know, like, you know, when I say I'm, I, I'm a big face guy. Like, it's something about a face, you know. But anyway, so he goes, you know, he, he said something to me because he heard me complain about how, you know, poor me, like, you know, everyone always tries to suck me. Everyone's wise when I'm sucking dick, you know, whatever. And all of a sudden, through his his shorts, I, I think it was Fire Island, he pulses, and I see this monster of a dead animal <laughs> that's in his pants. And I'm like, oh my God, there's a gun in there. He's about to kill all of us. Or there's something wrong. There's no way that's a penis. I, I just didn't know. So in this setting, I guess it was Fire Island, I think. He pulls out this this animal of a schlong, and it was just it was the biggest thing I've ever seen. But it was almost like, a, I always remember, it was like, say hammer, because it was like a hammerhead shark. There was just something about the urethra, the, the head, the half a foreskin. But Sounds like a I, dream. It, it, was, it was, but, did I suck all ten and a half inches? Absolutely. <laughs> I sucked every fucking inch. Did I suck it? But listen, I'm like, what I'm trying to say, though, is this where I'm trying to open up our listeners to my point is that, I've also seen the most beautiful tiny Tim of a dick that it's just so beautiful. And again, I'm a big face guy. Baby, if you have a good looking face, I don't care if you got a fucking clip for a dick. Like, I, I, baby, when I see those blue piercing eyes, I, I remember one, this man had blue piercing eyes and he was so embarrassed about it. I know I've talked about it before on the podcast. He just had the most beautiful face, blue piercing eyes. It, it was, it was just so small. But something about those eyes just... It just got me so so hard, so thirsty. My mouth just—I was, I, baby. I, I mean, I was—I was ready. To marry. I'm just like bend over, like that's my thing. Yeah. Oh no, I was—I was definitely going to be the top of that. But I say I love—I still lick on that tiny little penis. I love it. I love it. I love them all. That's the point of the story. But also, the point is you have to think about this too: is that there's so many men who have the stigma of penis shape, size. Color, 
immigration. Like, there's so many things about dick. And it's so funny because I have a girlfriend we were talking about with transgender. And she was talking about vaginas and, like, you know. And, you know, women, cause women this is where men and women are so similar. But gay men wear a different breed because straight men, they have a different stigma about their penis. Because for the most part, you know, they're, gay men, we never talk about this, but we are all sluts. And people, like, all my girlfriends, my girlfriend was saying this other night, my lesbian friend, Brittany, just, I love her. She's like, oh, guys, just fall whip it out. I'm like, no, baby. Because even though we're all gay men and we're sluts and we're whores, there are so many men who are terrified to take out their dick, not just because we're all uh, men who are attracted to each other, but also we all have penises, but also we've all seen so many penises. Between growing up in the locker rooms in our schools where we were straight and seeing them really looking. So gay men are extra critical about penises. And that's where I'm saying, like, you know, I always remember the big dick shaming. That's my, this is my closing statement about penis. We'll talk about it again. I, I, we talked about this before. There are so many men with humongous cocks who act like they have ugly or tiny penises because I never understood this. We've talked about this. They, there is a stigma of, and, they, and they're right, they're almost embarrassed to show their cocks their dick's so big. And I would laugh and chuckle because I'd be like, I mean, I'm an average-sized penis. I love my penis, but I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't get it. But it's true, and I always said the story about that one man who, and it was true. The second a man whips out his cock and it's like humongous, it almost in a way is like a reverse humiliation because every, oh, my God, it's like drawing attention to it. I never looked at that aspect until my this one man with a regular mind for the buy drink show your dick brought it up to me. I was like, oh, my God, it almost is in a way a reverse humiliation because everyone is now staring at it, pointing at it. Even though it's compliments and praising it, it's just such a, like, like it, it's too much. It, it, it depends on, and also I think it depends on the personality. Like, it's yes. big discs get a lot of attention. Yes. <laughs> it's like, also, if you're not used to it, people, there's people who are not used to getting a lot of attention and when you know, when you got that shy guy with the big dick, he's getting all the attention. It's, it can be overwhelming. Well, not trying to embarrass you, but Rick Easley, I'm not joking, has a humongous cock. I've seen it every Tuesday of my life. Moving <laughs> words. Rick, like, you do, you have a big dick. And the thing is, how do you, you know, this, oh, God, you're the guest. How do you feel about that? It is true that when you have a big dick almost everything we're talking about before about sex parties, God, when you have a big cock, and I have many friends who have big, big, big cocks, and I've talked about this. Like my friend Teddy Forrest. Teddy Forrest, even though he's a slut and he loves it, when Teddy Forrest goes to a sex party, we, you know Teddy, you remember that big cock, you can all look him up on Twitter. Teddy and me are very good friends. When Teddy goes to like any kind of sex party, even though he gets like, like that whole, like, Teddy, I just got here. And now imagine that amplified to the size queens, to every man, like, oh my God, like you can barely walk into a sex party. Like that's what I'm trying to say is that it's that like, you know, almost, you know, it's like, I, I just wanna like, that's where you have to take all these things into account. Like I just wanna like, you know, fucking breathe for a second. So I get that too. So that is my thing about also that penis uh, stigma of, you know, the shame and embarrassment and, you know, how people are always judging. But then also you have the sluts like, me, baby, my dick's all over the internet at this point. It's like, <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. I pop my dick out like someone... It's big dick energy. I mean, some people can't handle their big dick energy. That's, I mean, I get it. Listen, after you have a video of candy canes going in your foreskin, your life changes. And <laughs> my life's changed. It's beautiful. But anyway, Rick, another amazing podcast I feel of us talking about things. Like always, my biggest thing, Rick, is I would love our listeners to write in, give us more opinions. We had last week, who did we have last week? Uh, I wrote a Texas, oh, uh, no, no, Texas Pig 69, 16, 
seven. I have to look. I, I, I can't. I, I don't remember. I think I lost it. I cocked master. I don't fucking know. I have to. I want new ones. But write us in. And again, please go and look. Follow us. We are late night cruising everywhere. We are now expanding to hopefully soon Patreon and doing something with us only fans and just for fans. Goddamn, late night cruise. We're taking over the fucking world. Yes. So follow us everywhere. And again, if you're looking for a top Rick Easley <laughs> on all social platforms, if you're looking for a disgusting slut doing weird things with foreskin. Brian underscore thick bear. I'm loud and obnoxious. And other than that, have a disgusting pig week. And yes. I hope that everyone plentifully comes. Enjoy your Halloween. Um, and we're we're going to talk about Halloween. You know what? I'm going to say in the gay world, bitch. It's gay Christmas. I mean, it's gay you Christmas, just, but. You just walk outside anywhere you see a rainbow flag, and there's going to be. It's going to be good. Yeah. Halloween is the best holiday because you can't fail on Halloween. Halloween, anywhere you see a rainbow flag, it's going to be good. <laughs> All story. right. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye, man. We're having a wonderful pig week. Yes. Bye.